All right, let's uh, let's hop in. I'll do a little bit of an intro as people trickle in, and um, and we'll get into some of the um, uh, some of our discussions. So, uh, Ricky, excited to have you. Uh, thanks everybody who's joining live, and to those who'll be listening in later. This is the thirteenth space in a weekly series called "Adopting Bitcoin: A Conversation with Galloy." Uh, we hold discussions with thoughtful leaders about Bitcoin and Lightning adoption, and about enabling communities and institutions to use Bitcoin as money, which is our mission at Galloway. Uh, this week, we're excited to have Ricky Frega from the Bitcoin Italia podcast, and we'll be talking about his experience living on, in El Salvador. I'm really interested to get Ricky's perspective and to learn about the state of adoption and some of the ups and downs of trying to live on Bitcoin. Um, we'll start with some intros and a brief in, uh, overview of Ricky's Bitcoin journey and then dig into the details of, uh, of Ricky's experience in El Salvador. And about 30 minutes in, we can start to invite people up from the audience to ask questions or provide additional perspectives. So without further ado, um, let's hop in. Thank you for joining us. Um, maybe you can kick us off with just a little intro about yourself, uh, a little bit of your background. Ciao, guys. Ciao, Andrew. Ciao, Nora. Hello, everybody. My name is Ricky. I'm an Italian podcaster. I host the Bitcoin Italia podcast uh, uh, we are currently on air with the fourth season, so it's been four years. Uh, we are the first podcast about Bitcoin uh, in Italian, and uh, it is ex it, it's exciting to be here. I'm also a human rights activist. Uh, what is, I think, peculiar about my show is that we don't talk about investment, we don't do trading. Uh, Bitcoin Italia podcast is focused on strictly technology and uh, the big opportunity that Bitcoin is, especially socially and politically. Um, I did with the podcast what we in Italia, in Italian called Missione El Salvador 2021, and the goal was to live one month and a half, 45 days in El Salvador using Bitcoin only. We touched no cash, we touched no credit cards, just to see if it was possible, and it's been a great, a great journey, and I think we're going to talk about it extensively in a few minutes. That's great. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm curious, um, you know, what prompted the decision or the idea to try and go to El Salvador and live exclusively on Bitcoin? Um, of course, uh, having a having a um, important big uh, Bitcoin podcast in Italy, I'm all over the news about Bitcoin. I mean, this is my job, and uh, so I knew exactly what was going on in El Salvador politically. And when the lay Bitcoin uh, 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 was official, I was super excited. And uh, to be honest with you, I was kind of disappointed by the coverage that we have then uh, uh, from the 7th of September. So when the row, when the low was real, I was kind of, kind of disappointed because everything I could online was people, uh, Bitcoin uh, colleagues, uh, Bitcoin podcasters, uh, Bitcoin personalities pay for example, in San Salvador, paying uh, uh, their breakfast on uh, on the Lightning Network at 
McDonald's. For most of the video available online and on social media were in the Bitcoin beach. And I thought, well, all right, but that's too easy. Uh, is, is this something that now is going to hit big time the entire Salvadorian population, the whole country? I want to check it out by myself. I want to know what's going on in the small villages, in the popular markets. I want to know what's going on outside the capital, uh, outside the Bitcoin beach. I want to go in the southern part of the country that is the, more, the most poor to see if outside the touristic routes, what was really happening with Bitcoin in the streets. So me and Laura, my partner, we thought, let's, let's check it out. And that's basically how we started to, we moved, we basically moved, arrived in El Salvador at the end of November and we stayed up until our Wow. Um, yeah, that's a really, I mean, I think you have a very important perspective because, um, you know, it's, it's one thing that we, uh, that we hear about that we, that we, um, we hear questions about is, is how is adoption really going on and, and not just in Bitcoin beach, right? Because Bitcoin beach is, is a leader in this story, right? Um, they, they kind of, you know, helped lay some of the groundwork, um, for Bitcoin adoption. And, and, you know, as they say, el futuro está aquí, right? Uh, it's, a, it's a glimpse of the future. Um, but, but really, you know, I think what's interesting to a lot of um, people looking at El Salvador, both from the sort of a, com a consumer or just a, a pleb angle, as well as Bitcoin companies is, you know, how is adoption, uh, you know, cascading or taking place across the country? So, do you want to maybe give us um, a high-level overview of your forty-five days in terms of you know where did you where did you land and 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 what areas did you uh, decide to spend time in over the course of your forty-five days? Well, this is a question. Ha! Huh? Uh, first of all, before I can answer, we have to understand what we think adoption means because um, uh, was it possible to live uh, 45 days in El Salvador touching no cash only with Bitcoin? Yes, it was. And it wasn't that hard, actually. And we traveled up north and then deep down south. We really had a quite extensive uh, glimpse of the country. It's a very small country. Let's not forget it. It's the smallest country in uh, Central America. So it's pretty easy. Uh, we rented a car in Bitcoin, the Bitcoin car. It was a shitty 15 years old Mitsubishi, but we paid in Bitcoin. So for us, it was our Lambo and it worked great for the entire trip. So we could really see it all. And uh, that's the thing. You guys at Galoi are doing a great job. You developed a fantastic wallet that it's quite expensive. Uh, sorry, that it's super free, but it's quite extensively. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, adopted uh, in the area. But the, govern what the, the achievement uh, of 
uh, El Chivo wallet uh, as a form of adoption in the country, thanks to the $30 uh, airdrop, was remarkable, right? We are talking about half over than half of the population that has the Chivo wallet in their pocket. Um, does this mean that we have... Uh, Three million Bitcoiners in El Salvador? No. Everyone has the Chivo wallet in their pocket. Most of them, they have it. But they don't know nothing about Bitcoin. And they don't know exactly what it is, what the Chivo wallet he is, how it works, why the Chivo wallet is not Bitcoin, but it's something completely different. They don't know nothing about the basic. What we found out traveling in the country is that there is a huge lack of education. And this is dangerous and uh, something maybe we can discuss a little bit later if, if you want to. Uh, the bright side of the Shiva wallet is that you can extensively travel in the country using Bitcoin. Uh, nobody knows what they should do. Chivo has... Two different sides. There is one side of the app that handles dollar and another side of the app that handles Bitcoin. And uh, to make a quick example, 90% of the time we paid in El Salvador outside of the Bitcoin Beach area, uh, what people does for example, they show you a dollar QR code. The QR code you need to pay on Chivo with Chivo in dollars. They don't even know that they should provide me with a Bitcoin wallet and a Bitcoin QR code that there is another side of the app that handles Bitcoin. So they can't really tell the difference about digital dollars through uh, via Chivo and uh, Bitcoin. Uh, of course, they have no clue what the Lightning Network is. For them, it's magic. And so most of the time, I had, we had to show them how to use Chivo, how to provide that uh, a QR, a Bitcoin or a code. So the adoption is so-so. Technically, they have the infrastructure. Practic practically, they don't have the enough education or I would say no education at all in this moment. Yeah, I, you know, that's something that that I spoke a little bit with Jorge about down uh, down in Bitcoin Beach when visiting. You know, he showed uh, the Chivo wallet and, and how, you know, Creating a, a lightning invoice actually is quite a few clicks and you have to really know what you're doing um, to create it. And so, you know, for a Bitcoiner to, to travel and learn how to show somebody to create that, that's that's one thing. But, you know, to try and encourage, you know, everyday um, uh, consumers uh, to, to use lightning or to educate them about what lightning is, is seems like a, a far step. Um, and so, you know, what, what were some of the, you know, I'd love to hear a little bit about your maybe a story or two about a different a merchant or a place uh, that you went to where 
um, where maybe it was a little bit difficult uh, to show them or to, to get them to accept Bitcoin. Can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like when, you know, it, you're there on the ground and you're trying to pay in Bitcoin and there's, they don't have the education? Like, how does that how does that go? For example, uh, uh, one thing I already mentioned, they always use the Chivo app wrong. So you have to tell them, no, listen, there's another way to do this. I don't have Chivo is only for the Salvadorian. So I cannot make a transaction in dollars. You are going to get a transaction in Bitcoin. And if you want, you can convert that transaction directly into dollars. You are going to get dollars. Um, the first reaction you get in restaurants, uh, fast foods, that happens uh, 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 um, a lot on fast foods. Um, the first reaction they get, uh, they have is skepticism. They call their boss, for example. They want to double check what you're doing if because you know you're doing this weird mumbo jumbo magical thing called the lightning network so they wanna they wanna they, they are very skeptical and so you have to take time to uh, explain them exactly how it works for example another example i can make that was horrible guys horrible um Chivo has different, different uh, application. You have the mobile app that is for consumers, for Salvadorians. And then you have the merchant side of the app, that it's the software that it's running in the POS machine and in the desktop application. And typically in El Salvador, you find the, the merchant version of Chivo in uh, uh, grocery stores, big malls, uh, um, big chains. It, it, it's, it, it's made for big merchants. So that is going to be a nightmare, guys. If you go to El Salvador, forget about your grocery. Go at the market. It's going to be easier to buy tomatoes in the local markets when they have the the North standard app than to buy grocery in a supermarket or in a big mall. It, that version of Chivo is so buggy, so buggy. They don't have the Lightning Network, so they, you have to wait for an on-chain transaction most of the time. If they do have the Lightning Network, is so buggish that 85% of the times uh, your transaction is going to just disappear in thin airs in thin air and I don't know I don't know I don't know where it goes probably to president the president <laughs> lightning wallet I don't know it's a joke but it's horrible so most of the time it's going to be a really frustrating experience because you're going to create huge line in supermarket it was horrible they hated us uh, at super selectos in el salvador hated us yeah i you know i had an experience um in the airport where I, I, you know, I didn't have as much experience with you at, at showing um, at showing the, the merchant, the person at the point of sale, you know, how to 
um, how to generate a lightning invoice. Um, but I tried and they're like, no, we don't, we don't do that. Uh, we don't do that here. And I see, uh, Hunter, our co-founder is here as well. And, and, uh, you know, he was at, uh, you know, flying into the country at the airport. And I, I think he saw them take the, the Chivo, um, uh, device out of a, uh, out of a box and like have to take out instructions. And so, you know, I think that we, we've seen some, um, experiences like that uh those of us who have gone down have seen uh or have experienced this this struggle uh in this lack of education um and so it looks like hunter might want to come up and speak as well so let's get him up here hunter do you want to share okay let's let's give him a, a second to uh to get his mic hunter can you hear us i can hear you just fine can you hear me Yes. Do you want to share a little bit about your uh, airport experience? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll share the brief version. So last time I arrived in El Salvador was three weeks ago. And for those who haven't gone through the immigration process for U.S. nationals and, and people visiting from certain countries, you actually have to go through, through a two-step process where one, you pay a $12 entry fee, get a ticket. And only after you have that ticket, go through the standard uh, immigration process. And so I approached the booth and there's four booths with a you know nice glass window separating you from the agent and on the glass window, they got four logos, just like you would see, you know, conventionally at a merchant point of sale representing what forms of payment they accept. They had the Chivo logo. They additionally had the Bitcoin orange logo in the circle and they had a credit card logo and then a green logo that implied that they accepted cash. And so I kindly asked to pay my, uh, my $12 entry fee in the form of Bitcoin and the lady behind the desk just looked at me like I had three heads and then she took a deep breath and turned around to face a, uh, a file cabinet that I could see. And on top of the file cabinet were four small cardboard boxes. And like Andrew said, she took one of the boxes and opened it up. And she was literally unboxing for the first time. A Chivo pointed all four had been just sitting there in the box shrink wrap. So she was kind enough to make a good effort and took it out of the shrink wrap and plugged it into the wall and fiddled with it for 10 minutes before she gave me this, this look with puppy dog eyes, basically saying like, sir, don't make me do this. I have no idea what I'm doing. And so I wasn't trying to give her a hard time. So I paid the, the fee in cash and, and moved along. But the insight being, I, I apparently was the first person you know, three weeks ago to ask to pay my in Bitcoin, even though the law went into effect on September 7th, which is not, not a great sign given that this is an official government who is my counterparty here. Oh, yeah. Guys, uh, we have to make this thing clear. Uh, the only way most Salvadorian know about Bitcoin is via the Chivo app. When the Bitcoin law started and Chivo was launched with the $30 uh, airdrop, it was extremely popular in the country because everyone wanted to spend their $30. But that happened in the first month. After that, uh, the use of Chivo radically dropped in the country. Uh, I spoke several times with Salvadorian in, in stores, and they, told, and they told me it's weeks that nobody is paying with Chivo anymore. So the app was really huge when there was the $30 giveaway. But when the, everyone spent their $30, most of the, of the Salvadorian, they just forgot about Chivo. It's a cash-based society. It's going to take 
years for them to change their mindset. Let's not forget about it. As, as Bitcoiners, we hope for the miracle. Well, welcome to reality, guys. Yeah, no, I hear that. Um, you know, I think that, um, well, one of the other things, you know, a, a lot of the people probably listening in here, you know, when you approach Bitcoin and you learn about it and you understand, you know, Bitcoin and Lightning, and then you then you get access to to use Lightning and you're like this, you know, this is magic. This is awesome. You know, that that's one path. Um, but when, you know, when it, when it is more maybe thrust upon you or, or and, and, you know, you haven't had the time or the opportunity to learn about Bitcoin, you know, I think, you know, there's probably less, um, you know, less, less pressure on people to actually understand. And so, um, you know, I think it's really useful, helpful for people like yourself, Ricky, who, who are traveling around, as we know, in Bitcoin Beach, you know, we have uh, uh, Chimbera and Jorge and, and many other individuals in that community that are, were educating individuals one by one, um, you know, face to face, you know, walking people through um, how to rescind and receive sats. And, and it's that is a hard thing to scale across a country. And so, um, you know, it's really it's really interesting to, to hear perspectives. And I, and I have heard, um, you know, as other com um, uh, communities are popping up. So, you know, Bitcoin Lake in Guatemala and uh, Bitcoin Akasi in, in South Africa. Um, you know, I know that these communities are also trying to produce uh, education and guides and things that make it uh, very easy and direct um, for people to understand how to receive. So for a merchant to receive Bitcoin um, is such a it's such a crucial, uh, crucial piece. And so, you know, we at Galloway are, are you know, hoping to facilitate and, and spread that education around. Um, so, Ricky, I would I would ask, you know, you must have become pretty good over the course of the 45 days at uh, at making a case or helping people uh, accept Bitcoin. Do you have any tips or pointers for maybe for other travelers to uh, to El Salvador for, um, you know, how can you uh, maybe quickly and easily uh, show or or, or uh, get a merchant to uh, accept Bitcoin? Like what, what, what was your what was your strategy by the end of the trip to get people to accept Bitcoin in a, in a simple way? I'm going to give you guys two tips. First, plan in advance. For example, hotels, don't expect a hotel to accept Bitcoin. Call them in advance. We made lists and you start calling, asking, and probably 10 to 1, 10 to 2, depends on the area in the south, is going to be harder. Up north is much easier. Uh, call, call hotels in advance and ask before you show up. Don't give for granted everyone accept Bitcoins there. The other huge tip and suggestion, pretend to pay in Bitcoin. The worst as Bitcoin, the, the worst thing we can do in this moment is to ask a merchant that, for example, uh, uh, would to accept Bitcoin. And then when, he, when he's not sure about, well, if you're not sure about 
then take my cash, take my dollars. No, pretend to to pay in the, in Bitcoin. Uh, if they don't accept, uh, if they don't accept it, ask them why. Try to orange pill them and uh, tell them, listen, I have only Bitcoin. If you don't make it this happen, I'm gonna go next door. And sometimes it just happens. Don't make their life too easy. They have to work on this. Work. Yeah, um, that's definitely something that uh, that people need to practice is, uh, uh, you know, is, is making sure that 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 people know, you know, uh, not everybody is going to have cash and, and you know, be standing firm um, and to your, you know, the, the queue, the line can can build up behind you as you're trying to um, trying to help uh, a merchant accept Bitcoin. I know I think uh, Noor had an experience uh, or a couple experiences where it seemed like at each maybe a grocery store um, or at, at each place you went, there was like the, the token person or like the, the person who under, who knew how to accept Bitcoin and they'd have to go find that person. Um, I have a question. So we've talked a lot about the struggles uh, about living on Bitcoin in El Salvador. Uh, were there any delightful or very pleasant experience? And what, what does that look like? You know, where, where you were pleasantly surprised at a um, at your ability to to spend Bitcoin? Well, everything was delightful. I love it. I'm back in Italy. I'm sick of this fucking fiat, guys. They're so ugly. And I mean, the Lightning Network was delightful, guys. I personally used uh, the Galoi made Bitcoin Beach wallet, of course. But I had fun trying several different wallets. Moon wallets worked very good. Blue wallet worked extremely reliable wallet. So it's just fun to pay on the Lightning Network. It's such a smooth experience and cheap. I mean, do you do you remember, guys, when the the, the debate inside the Bitcoin community was uh, Bitcoin is a, a shitty uh, currency because you're never going to be able to pay a coffee in Bitcoin because fees are so high. Well, guys, I paid 30 cents on the Lightning Network, spending 0.01 cents of a dollar fee. Beat that visa. Impossible. I mean, guys, uh, I was already into Bitcoin back in the good old days of the block side of the block size war war and fucking Roger Ver wanted wanting the big blocks and the whole fork situation with B cash. We the Bitcoin community stick to the protocol, stick to Satoshi Nakamoto and chose the hard way to scale. After five years, we can say, no doubt, it worked. This is the way to scale. The Lightning Network is the future of this technology, is fast, 
reliable, ridiculously cheap. Do you remember the narrative? Oh, fuck, I have this token. It works so much faster than Bitcoin. This is the, the new Bitcoin. I'm going to call it, uh, I don't fucking even know. Oh, this is, the, this, is go- this is a new technology, is Solana, Cardano. Guys, game over, shitcoin. The Lightning Network is the thing. It's fantastic. So smooth. New applications on the Lightning Network. The user experience is so easy. It's just fun to pay in Bitcoin in 2021, guys. And this is a big achievement. We should celebrate as a community. Uh, amen to that. I, I, I have, um, you know, we, we wrote an article called Bitcoin Banking for Communities, where we shared some some lessons learned. And, and in the forward, uh, which was written by Mike Peterson, you know, he said, thankfully, I had not yet spent enough time on Twitter to know that Bitcoin would never be used by people to buy a cup of coffee. Um, just, you know, showing that, you know, he, they, he wasn't listening so much to, to that noise as he was trying to find a solution to connect people uh, and provide digital payments, uh, digital transactions to people that were living in an otherwise you know, physical cash-based society. So um, it is exciting. And in, in my experience down there, I mean, I scanned a QR of a, of a street musician and tipped him sats. And it was just, I mean, it is magical. And it's, and it's faster um, than reaching in your wallet and finding the amount of you know cash that you want to give somebody. And so um, I hear that. And I don't know why I'm, I keep having to throw these purple hearts at you my hundreds sign went away but uh but amen on on the um the magic and and the future that is the lightning network um i see we've got a couple people requesting to speak we'll 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 invite a couple people up in a few minutes so feel free to to request if you want to share your experiences living on bitcoin um you know ricky i i would um i'd ask you you know another question which is you know now you're back. You're back from your trip. Um, you know, do you have other plan? What are your what are your what, what's next? What are your other plans in terms of um, taking what you've learned? And, you know, do you have future travel plans, places to try and spend Bitcoin? Or are you going to start a um, an education, a merchant education service so that you can continue uh, spreading the, the gospel of the Lightning Network? Like what, what's next for you? I don't know. I would love to do actually, but I have to. <laughs> I have to deal with my podcaster reality, and so the next trip probably. Uh, what what I'm going to? I'm gonna probably work uh, hard in the, the next month uh, for Miami. The big conference is coming, and this is gonna be, of course, huge for everyone. And then for sure, I wanna go back to. Salvador uh, at the end of the year to understand what happened because this is going to be a long process guy and guys and uh, as a podcaster I want to see exactly what's going to be and how long it's how long it, it's going to take because let's not forget that this is historical crucial what's going on in El Salvador like it or not is a first so those are precious intel for who uh, 
wants to understand how this Bitcoin revolution is going to play out. And this is what I tell for a living. So El Salvador is going to be probably a country where where I I am going to come back uh, obsessively, probably extensively for sure in the next uh, period. And then, ooh, guys, for for what I've heard, whispering, uh, we should keep an eye on Central America. Things are changing down there, so something else could happen. And then my dream, to be honest with you, would be to start hitting Africa and report what's going on there. But that's going to take me probably a little more time and sponsorships. So sponsor my show if you're listening to this. All right. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Um, uh, last question from me. Then I, you know, take on uh, you know any thoughts or questions from Hunter or Noor, and then we'll uh, invite some folks up. Um, you know, any feedback? Uh, do you have any feedback for companies designing Bitcoin products? Right. You you mentioned you tried a bunch of different wallets. You know, you had many, many experiences where you were working to pay uh, in Bitcoin. And so I'm curious about, um, you know, any anything you learned or, 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 or troubles that you came across that, that you would want to convey to the people who are building Bitcoin products. Specifically related to El Salvador or more in general? Maybe more in general. All right, that's easy. Guys, we need more decentralized exchange. Work on that. Exchanges, centralized exchanges. We've seen what's going on in Canada. That's the weak spot. We need more decentralized exchange like BISC. Uh, let's find a new uh, business model, decentralized exchange. I would gladly pay 10 bucks, 50 bucks uh, every month to have a fantastic, easy to interact with a decentralized exchange with, e- with easy UI, something that is going to do better than what BISC does already, in a, for example, in a very good way, but should be easier. We should work more and there's plenty of cash to take from such a thing because I am sure Bitcoiners, real Bitcoiners, we care about our privacy. We would gladly pay every month to have a real easy decentralized ex- exchange something something my mom can 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 use they got it we'll uh we'll we'll pass that along and keep that in mind hunter do you have uh, other experiences that you uh that 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 you came across in your recent trip to el salvador and or questions uh for ricky during his experience you know, I mean, Ricky's done a fantastic job both setting the table, giving some real world um, examples of, of what he encountered. I guess the other thing that, that that's top of mind beyond just Chivo, you know, being used, you know, solely, you know, if somebody 
pushes for it, you know, beyond just people claiming their initial $30 is, you know, people are using Chivo and country to my limited understanding as, as effectively as an exchange, right? So there's a large number of transactions going through Chivo every day, but it's not for, you know, goods or services and, and probably not very much even for remittance. It is people just exchanging back and forth between Bitcoin and, and US dollar, which makes sense if you keep in mind, you know, most people in country don't have access to a platform like Coinbase or something equivalent around the world. And, the, you know, that just ties back to Ricky's point where, you know, not just worldwide, but even in El Salvador, you know, the, you know, the, there's a real need for decentralized exchanges or other ways for people just to get fiat capital into the system, right? And, and, and on that note, um, you know, from Galloy, we're bringing forward a new uh, some product that we've been working on for six months. It's about to launch in the next coming days. And we're, we're really super excited about it. And so much as that this provides people, you know, the ability to think and, and save their money in fiat. And whether we like it or not, as Bitcoiners, we still need this as a bridge in the years to come in order to expand the entire Bitcoin pie. But this synthetic U.S. dollar product that we're bringing forward allows people to have U.S. dollar certainty without touching the commercial banking system in any way, which is completely novel before as well. So stay tuned for, for an announcement on that in the, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, super bullish on that. Uh, stay tuned, follow our, if you're not already, follow at Gala Money to, to yeah, and, stay tuned on that. Yeah, and just to make it clear for everybody, this is not a stable coin. This is not a token. This is not some, you know, whiz bang new system. This is just pure expression on Bitcoin and Lightning of giving people U.S. dollar price certainty. So again, it's it's novel and there's it's not introducing you know some kind of derivative product like a token or a stable coin. So we're we're pretty excited about it and we'll we'll share the details soon. What you're, what you're trying to say, Hunter? It's easy to say. No shit coinery. I do that for you. Okay, thank thank you for saying it better than I did. All right, I'm going to bring up Gloria, um, and, and while I do that, uh, Gloriana, while I do that, you know, one, one thing I'll, uh, I'll tee up here is, um, is, you know, we had a conversation last week with Johns Beharry about wallet interoperability, um, and we've been working hard to try and make it easy for merchants to accept Bitcoin, right? And so, um, you know, a discussion going on about, uh, Bolt 12 and LNURL and, and Lightning Address and, and, you know, these various ways for merchants to accept. And so um, I don't know, Ricky, if you had any experience with or, uh, positive or negative about, um, you know, the types of invoice where, you know, did anybody was anybody using Lightning Address, for instance, and um, would love to hear anything uh, from that regard. And then and then also, I would say that's another thing to stay tuned for. Um, as we've been having discussions with Bitcoin design community and trying to um, make it easy to have a printable QR code where, you know, a merchant can just point to the sign. Right. And, and, a, and a user can uh, can scan that and pay themselves. So we're working to try and alleviate some of those issues. Ricky, appreciate the work you've done on the ground to uh, to to help people, uh, you know, create invoices and learn how to accept lightning so i don't know ricky if you have any um any thoughts or experiences there and then maybe you can hand it to gloriana for her thoughts or comments yeah there is a huge need of that uh this is gonna play out smooth in the stores when people is gonna be able to just print a lightning network uh, receipt and use that uh, it's going to be huge uh, i don't i don't know i, I mean 
guys, um, it's it it's gonna take time, really. Uh, there's there, there's so much room for 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 improvement that I, I I don't really know what's gonna happen in El Salvador in the next couple of years and around that area. Uh, this is going to be huge and we have just to cross our fingers that it's going to be that it's going to play out well because well unfortunately the news we have from ukraine is going to probably uh, do probably i don't know i think the next year max could be more bearish than what we initially thought and this is gonna be a problem but hopefully everything is gonna go smooth in El Salvador uh, and uh, I don't know every every technology that can make a lightning transaction is much easier before education hits it's gonna be crucial huge yeah and um, you know we're in that weird in-between state where interoperability between wallets is a little bit difficult and and you know we're trying to design um you know ways to not put that burden on a merchant or on a consumer because you know nothing will sour you know the merchants and consumers more than in you know failed transactions over and over again and not really understanding why so uh, we're working on it and, and we're happy, uh, Ricky, that, that you're working on it as well as you travel and, and educate and learn and share your learning. So thank you for that. Um, we have Gloriana on stage. Do you have thoughts and or a question for Ricky? Yeah. Hey, guys. Um, my name is Gloriana. I just wanted to introduce myself. Um, to be honest, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm right now I'm interested not to talk about the uh, um, something that happened to me, but I just wanted to let you guys know, maybe you don't know that we existed, but um, um, myself with John Dennehy and, and some other Salvadorians, we we have uh, created this non-governmental organizations. We're, we're focused on free education, Bitcoin. So basically we live through donations and, and we believe that the, the it's easier to learn by, by the practical um by a practical way, you know, because um, sometimes it's it's easy to to teach the theory, but when you but to put it in practice is is not that 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 easy, you know. So so we give every student a bono of ten dollars so we can incentivize the, them to use them. So just to let you guys know, um, we have we have been working around five months now. And Gloriana, have, what's the name of your organization? It's my first Bitcoin. Oh, see, mi primer Bitcoin. I mi know primer. that organization very well. I did several events with you guys. Yes, yes, yes. I know you, Ricky. So uh, these guys are great because they are teaching for free. Salvadorians is a web of uh, Salvadorian and international teachers. They yeah. are doing a fantastic job educating people about real Bitcoin uh, techniques, technology and adoption everywhere in the country, literally everywhere, guys. They teach 
to farms, uh, 10 farmers at a time uh, outside, uh, deep in the country. So they are doing a fantastic job. Go to their website and if you can, I did already make a donation because we need more education and organization like Mi Primer Bitcoin, My First Bitcoin. Uh, those are so important. So good, yeah, good, thank you. good work. Yeah, thank you, Ricky. Thank you. We, we really appreciate it. We've been working very, very hard. Um, we have teach around uh, 1,300 uh, students now. In, in five months, we have growth, expon ex uh, how to say this, uh, exponentially. Yeah, we have, we have uh, uh, exponentially growth. But um, to be honest, yeah, as Ricky says, it's been very, very challenging. You know, it has uh, the the Bitcoin idea. It, it's been very political. It have it have turned into a very political idea. So, so you have to when you teach them, you need to um, make them unlearn to relearn. You know, the the right way, as Ricky says. But yeah, also the the some POS. I'm not gonna say which ones, but but some POS are, are not helping us. You know, because because as Ricky says, sometimes you go to selectos and you have to wait ten minutes on a non-chain transaction. And maybe for us that we're um, used to the platforms and we understand how it works and and whatever, we 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 mind taking the time, but but at the same time we don't mind taking the time because because we understand how it works. But for timers, it's it's kind of uh, you know it's it, it's it's not a good. Um, it sucks. It, it sucks, yeah. It, it honestly sucks. So we're, we've been working with some some other um, POS like Ibex Mercado, for example. For example, that works very very well and stuff. And um, we also have meetups, so people can make some network. We give we also give a, a bono of five five dollars bono for the first hundred people. So so yeah, I just want to let you know that that we're working very very hard that. Um, we are we are free and independent. That, it, that this is a very good part because um, we're trying to to teach uh, neutral, you know, information so the people can can create their own criteria and decide what what works best for them. But yeah, I just I just wanted to uh, uh, let you know, let you guys know that we existed, that we we're my first Bitcoin, and there and we're working very hard. Um, actually, tonight we have a meetup and we're announcing a very good, a very good and big project. That we got so so just uh, stay tuned and and yeah if you can make any donation to us it would be very very nice and we would appreciate it so much um we're giving back around 90 percent of all the donations back to society so in bitcoin so so yeah we're looking forward and it's going to be a slow 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 process but uh, hopefully we can we can make it a little faster. So yeah. just thank you, thank you for the time and 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 yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Guys, spend your satoshis; they're made to be spent. And me, my first Bitcoin is a great way to do your first Lightning transaction. Yeah, that that is uh, fantastic, Gloriana. Thank you. I posted. I, I, I see that you have the meetup tonight. I posted a, a tweet in the thread to that. So anybody listening want to go follow me, Premier Bitcoin. Um, if you are local, uh, you join the meetup, and and if not, send Sats that uh, send Sats that way. I have seen um, seen some of the work you've been doing on Twitter. So it's it's good to good to connect with you and to hear 
um, some of your perspective. Uh, Gloriana, do you have any other, I know that you've been listening to some of Ricky's experience. Um, do you have any other learning or insight that you would want to share with the group around, um, you know, maybe successful ways that you have found to kind of get over the hump with merchants or, or help merchants? Uh, or I, I guess maybe that's the first question is, are you working with people, merchants as well, or more like on the consumer end of teaching people who want to learn about Bitcoin for, you know, using it for spending? Yeah, for, for now, it's just uh, for the consumers. We're actually working, for example, Ibex Mercado is uh, sponsoring or, or this meetup, so they have a POS. So, for example, we go to Flying Wings, we propose the idea for the meetup, then uh, they agree, they install the IBEX Pay, and then uh, f- from from there, um, we 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 start making, you know, uh, like um, some uh, posts on on Twitter so people can come. But actually, you know, sadly, but but Ricky is right. The the experience is not that well. Um, it was very good at the beginning, but but I believe uh, of the thirty dollars that Ricky was saying that were given on on the on the Chivo wallet, and and also there were a lot of international people coming into the country. So you know that for, for a lot of 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 grocery stores or or a lot of stores in general, that's a very incentive way to to start it. Um, uh, receiving Bitcoin, but now you guys are gone in a certain way, you know. So, so I think it it has stabilized, and I believe that right now we're starting the 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 process, you know. Right now, I believe that the the adoption is starting, so we have a long way to go. But actually, um, I believe that the problem here is the POS that we're working on with, and. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, Chivo's POS doesn't work very, very well. I, um, they had a like a, 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 a real POS, but then now they have changed into the, the website uh, version. And that version, to be honest, is not that good at all because not scan so, some some uh, screens, some grocery store screens are very, very small. So the Lightning Network, it's... Uh, you cannot scan it that well, so you need to wait. I, I believe that's the that's the problem, the POS. That yeah, working. That's, the, that's, the, that's the main. That's the main. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens to me several times. Let's ex- let let let's explain that a little bit better. Basically, what it does, uh, some some super selectors or supermarkets, mm-hmm. they have this desktop version. Uh, of the Chivo app for merchants, but the version, the, the, the application runs on very old machine with weird displays. And uh-huh. so when uh, the displays, the, the display shows the QR code, the Q itself, the QR itself, it's so smashed and distorted mm-hmm. that it's, I mean, you're never going to be able to scan it. So that's a no-go. You're never going to be able to make a transaction on that QR code. And that, that sucks. Exactly. That's, that's exactly the, the part that sucks. The, the, the QR is very dist- distortion. So, 
So you can scan it that well. But for example, if you go to Starbucks, that they use Ibex, that they're very, very good, or some other places in El Sante that are used in... No, 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 baby. Let's not mix things here. Ibex is a different software. I know the guys, that, uh, the, and the software Ibex is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you find someone that has the uh, Ibex is a payment, a lightning payment, private lightning payment system. So when you find a store that has Ibex, ooh, you're going to love that lightning transaction. It's going to be Yeah, yeah, great. yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, the problem is uh, the Chivo's POS, to be honest. So, and, and they, they started, so they're in a lot of stores. And and the the unfortunately the the experience turns into a very bad bad experience, but um hopefully um I don't know some other POS can work a little bit uh, harder and start putting them them into into what Chivo is on, Be, because for example Selecto has a lot a lot a lot of of stores around the country, so th that means a lot a lot a lot of bad experiences you know, so. So yeah, um, there there's some and and there's a lot of good experiences too. But but in this way, um, yeah, the the POS doesn't work that well. So it, it's it's also challenging for us as teachers, you know, because because uh, what can we say? You know, it, it's 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 challenging. But 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 we we and hopefully we can we can change this in in some time. Yeah, th and thank you for doing that. You know. It one thing that that Mike uh, Mike Peterson has you know said quite a bit is that sort of the chicken and the egg problem right like you have to have in order for people to treat Bitcoin as money you really need to get the circularity and and to have circularity in the economy you need to have merchants who are willingly accept Bitcoin versus maybe begrudgingly accept it and I think a lot of that comes with making sure the user experience for both the merchant and the person spending Bitcoin um, is seamless and easy. Right. And so, you know, like, you know, like we talked about with the pay codes, like a static QR code where, you know, that that actually an earlier iteration of that really unlocked circularity in Bitcoin Beach because somebody making pupusas didn't have to stop, wash their hands, get their phone you know, tap, you know, make eight or nine taps to create an invoice. It also, it all this of the sudden became easier Bitcoin in Alzante than it was to accept cash. And I think um, to both Ricky and Gloriana's point, we have a long road to go um, to, to, to bring that level of simplicity um, across the country. But, you know, I, I really uh, thank both of you for, for your work in learning and sharing and, and teaching people. So, so thank you for that. Um, we're coming up almost to the hour here. So um, if anybody else uh, you know has a question or a comment, feel free to um, to reach out. but but you know uh, after after that or, or as as that uh, as we wait for any last comments, I would just um, maybe turn it to um, you know Hunter, you've been listening to this conversation a little bit as well and and seeing the the meet premier Bitcoin. Uh, any any parting thoughts from you, Hunter? I mean, I'll just keep this brief given that we're at the top of the hour. First of all, Ricky, thank you for your, your leadership here just in terms of creating your brand, creating your podcast, go trying to live uh, for 45 days in El Salvador. I think that's just awesome generally. And I think kind of the broad insight here echoing what Ricky said is it's it's still early days, but let's not be discouraged. Keep your head up. It's pretty exciting. The path we're going to we're on with Bitcoin and Lightning, we're going to win in the long run. Have no, no doubt about that. And I would just continue everybody listening here in your own way. Keep 
educating, keep evangelizing, whether that's just in your own personal network with friends or family or through whatever business or organization you might as we need every little little bit of help to to get across the finish line, but we'll we'll get there for sure. Amen to that. Ricky, uh parting thoughts from you, sir. It's going to be great, guys. Go to El Salvador. What happens there is magical. It's a beautiful country. I met a, such a cool community. You're going to just have fun. So I would love every Bitcoiner to go there, to use their Satoshi. Just please be kind. Understand that this is a revolution and we, it has to be soft for people of El Salvador. So be kind. We are Bitcoiner. Bitcoin is love. Um, I, um, I, I just wanted to add, uh, add something, Gallo, if you, if you let me. Um, Please. I just wanted to say for, for the Salvadorians that, that are listening or, or other people that wanted uh, to learn that we're giving um, classes every week. So you can go to our link three, then the, to our Calendly, and then um, get into a class. So um, we have different days. We have virtual and presential classes. So whenever you want to learn a bit more, um, for now we're just take, we're just trying to take people from zero to one on on what on, on what they need to know for their daily basics, you know. But um, we're we're for sure creating new courses. So if you guys want to learn for free and get a bono. Um, yeah, just get into our, our link tree or currently and, and, and get into a class. Thank you. Thanks so much. And thanks for all the listeners. Um, really appreciate you, um, you know, listening in and, and hearing about what it's like to live on Bitcoin and, and to teach Bitcoin. So, um, we'll leave it at that and we'll, we'll chat today. Um, next Thursday, we're going to uh, hear a recap from the, uh, Lack Day, which is going on starting tomorrow in Istanbul. And so a lot of exciting things to come from that. And so we will um, gather some attendees and, uh, and and provide a little bit of a, a recap and insight into what's going on um, sort of with hacking and the Lightning Network. So um, at that, uh, follow Adopting BTC, follow Galloway Money on Twitter, um, follow the, the great speakers, uh, Gloriana and Ricky here. And, um, and we'll see you. Thanks all. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Hope to see you soon, Ricky.